The first reading from Genesis chapter 2. Then the Lord God said, It is not good for man to be alone. I will make a him or I will make him a helper fit for him. Now out of the ground the Lord God had formed every beast of the field and every bird of the heavens and brought them to the man to see what he would call them. And whatever the man called each living creature, that was its name. The man gave names to all the livestock, all the birds of the heavens, and all the beasts of the field. But for Adam, there was not a helper fit for him. So the Lord God caused a deep sleep to fall upon the man. And while he slept, he took one of the man's ribs and closed up the place with flesh. And the rib that the Lord had taken from the man, he made into a woman and brought her to the man. And the man said, This is at last, bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She should be called woman because she was taken out of man. Therefore a man shall leave his father and mother and be united to his wife, and the two will become one flesh. The second reading from Ephesians chapter 4. Paul wrote, I therefore, a prisoner of the Lord, urge you to walk in a manner worthy of the calling to which you were called, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, bearing one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace, for there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called to one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and through all and in all. And the gospel reading from John chapter 15. As the Father have lo loved me, Jesus said, so I have loved you. Abide in my love. If you keep my commandments, you will abide in my love just as I have kept my Father's commandments and abide in his love. These things I have spoken to you, that my joy may be in you, and that your joy may be full. This is my commandment, that you love one another, just as I have loved you. Well, Christina and Juan, after a full year of preparation, your wedding day is finally here. Didn't know there were so many details to take care of, did you? <laughs> but may this day be a celebration of joy as you look forward to many years together in the Lord's name. One flesh, one body. That may seem an odd concept in a world today that there is so much independence and separateness and disregard for marriage. And yet both of you have taken the time not only to prepare yourself for marriage, but also for your spiritual life. Christina, you had yourself baptized. Both of you went through adult instruction and declared that you believe before this congregation what the scriptures teach, preparing yourselves to receive the Lord's Supper, that is, Holy Communion. Through the Lord's word in your baptism, the Lord is assuring you that you are indeed his children and that he is your father. And when you fall short or feel guilty, you can come to him. If you are hurt, and need care, you can jump into his arms, so to speak, in prayer, being assured of his grace and his forgiveness. Through Holy Communion, he assures you of the forgiveness that is won through Jesus Christ and that every person you commune with has the very body and blood of Jesus. Therefore, the scripture passages that you selected not only testify of your commitment to marriage, but also of the faith that God has granted to both of you. Our Lord holds marriage in such high regard that he uses marriage as a picture between him and his church. He is the groom and she 
is his bride. The Lord blesses you as you enter into your marriage in his church, for the Lord knows what you need even before you even realize it. Remember Adam? Yes, he realized that at his first job, the man gave names to all the livestock and all the birds of the heavens and every beast of the field, but for Adam there was not found a helper fit for him. He saw male and female cats and dogs probably, and a cow and a bull, a buck and a doe, a goose and a gander. All these animals just seemed to be pairing up, but there wasn't any for him. He was alone. And that's something the Lord already knew. Because before the man ever realized it, it is written, it is not good that man should be alone. And I will make for him a helper fit for him. So also, when you have needs, the Lord already knows and sets them in motion how he's going to provide for both of you. You know, Juan, of all the women in the world, how did you end up with Christina? <laughs> very lucky. <laughs> very luckily. I can only imagine. Uh, we've, I'm sure both of you could tell some interesting stories about how that came about. Well, in Genesis 2, we are told how ended, Adam ended up with his wife, Adam woke up with a scar in his side, and there she was. <laughs> Do you remember how he responded? Oh, God, you got to try again? <laughs> Certainly not. But Adam responds in faith. Since, God, since Adam trusted that God is good, therefore what he creates is good, and what he brings into his life is good. That is his last, bone of my bones and flesh of my flesh. She shall be called woman, for she was taken out of man. In other words, there is someone like me. She was a part of me. Adam, this one person, the Lord created two from, and then brings them together to create a new type of oneness, the union of husband and wife. This is all a part of God's wonderful creation. Unfortunately, it didn't last very long. And today, many are skeptical, asking, can marriage really last in this fallen and broken world? And the answer is yes. You have chosen what will make your marriage last, for the Lord has chosen you to be his very own. This is testified to you in your baptism. There, the Lord adopted you as his very own and included you in the church, and now you are honoring him, having your marriage both before him and before these people. Now, there may be some days that you may be a pain in each other's side. And many have found that true with their spouses. Many wonder if love can really last and the difficulties can be tolerated. You don't have to wonder because you know the love of God the Father that he has shown in, his Lord, in our Lord Jesus Christ. Remember that Jesus was pierced in his side, for his church, and that means also for you. So that neither of you, or if either of you, find fault with the other, you know that Jesus has already died for that fault and has forgiven it. This is why saying I'm sorry and receiving forgiveness is so important. You are putting into practice the very thing that the Lord did for you. There are many parallels between marriage and the Lord's relationship with the church, and you've expressed this by choosing Ephesians 4, a part of which reads, with all humility and gentleness, with patience, 
bearing one another in love, eager to maintain the unity of the Spirit in the bond of peace. In the church, if the church should be eager to maintain this unity, it means that unity is already there. The question is how to keep it. It is through the bond of peace. The bond of peace is not only talking about things, but when couples get into disagreements, it is easy to fall into, well, he said, she said, and things go downhill from there. But to truly maintain the bond of peace is to use what you have in common, God's word. Asking yourself and one another, what does God say about this? And then finding agreement in his word, for his love now abides in you through Christ Jesus. Ephesians 4 concludes, there is one body and one spirit, just as you were called, the one hope that belongs to your call, one Lord, one faith, one baptism, one God and Father of all, who is over all and in all. Keep this oneness that you have in our Lord Jesus, and he will keep the oneness that you have between each other. Amen.